Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the TundraCast. This is episode uh, 51, and today we are going to be going through our most surprising players of the year so far. I think we're going to go the good most surprising players. We'll probably do the bad ones later, because we yep. want to feel positive today. So, uh, today Are I you have... not going to introduce us? I was just about to do <laughs> you that, You were just about bro. to do that, man. You messed up my no. intro. Oh You're my dumbass. God. I'm not you even... take too long. Boy, okay. Anyways, I have, as you noticed, I have Rossi. No. What? <laughs> what? What did you say? I went no. Okay. No, no you no, don't no. have me. Then Shay and Nick. Yes, sir. Howdy. Yeah. There we go. That's how you do an intro, Rossi. Anyways. No. <laughs> no. Well, it's been a odd year in the NHL. I mean, it's an odd year every year, but this year especially, and some players have made it this th- made this year their year and i think who are we going to start off with uh we'll just go you then uh rossi then me the neck i guess okay well i my first player is a jordan kairu and jordan kairu if you don't know who he is for some reason i don't even know why you're watching this video then he is on um the what is it st louis blues st louis blues god um and he had a Absolutely amazing start to the season. Um, obviously he cooled off a bit because I don't think for him, uh, whatever pace he was on, it was insane. He could keep that up ever, but he's still doing really good. His uh, his offensive numbers are um out of the out of this world for him. Um, he's scoring at like two goals four per sixty. Uh, two goals four per sixty. Uh, his defense isn't that great, but his expected goals for is also around two. Um, for him. That is a big step up because he hasn't been able to, because uh, he's hasn't been at that kind of level, and I think the it's helped the Blues a lot because obviously, um, is the Blues average age like pretty high? Uh, it's pretty say, high. Yeah, I want to say that, yeah. And Kairu is on the younger side, um, and he definitely is part of their future, and I and I think it's really good for them that he's starting to step up a bit because, um. They knew, uh, they knew that this team is going to be able to stick around for uh, much longer. Obviously, they got that cup, and that's big for them. But they obviously want to not suck in the future. So Kairu is definitely going to help them with that. And I, I don't know, did someone else have him? I forgot. I don't think so. Maybe oh. someone. Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone else had uh, Kairu. Yeah, because I, I I find that surprising because he has fourteen goals so far. Um. 16 points and uh 16 first uh primary assists which is uh 19th in the league and uh i think the points in general he has 39 which is also really high and i thought that and oh yeah sorry even strength points too he has 26 which is 11th in the league so he's been scoring five on five and he's been doing it at a pretty good pace so yeah i think uh, i was surprised that no one else had him but yeah i think he's definitely been really good this season I considered Kairu, but the my other players on my list, I think I'm more shocked about because Kairu also had a pretty good year last year. He had around 36 points in 50 games, and you know he's also so young, so you expect him to take that next step up. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I don't think I'm that surprised by Kairu's production. That's fair. Maybe a little. That's yeah. fair. All right, who's next? Um, I got my first player. I got Jeff Skinner. Uh, Party in the USA, baby. <laughs> the lovable, the the lovable. Except if you are a Sabres fan, maybe not so lovable. Uh, left wing. Uh, he's 
everybody knows his struggles ever since he got that big contract. Everybody knows. We don't have to talk about it. However, this year, in 39 games played, he's got 16 goals and 11 assists, which... I, I think that's on pace for like 36 goals or something like that. Yeah, and that that's a huge step up. Especially with no Eichel or anybody like that, that's a big step up. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I have him too. He's been really, really good. I don't know how and I don't know why, but actually, no, I, I do know. I do know why. shooting percentage he's actually, is 13.7%. Which is average. Yeah, it's you average. Know. For a good yeah, score. So it's not like he's on it, pace for a sudden drop-off or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it also helps that he finally gets ice time because Ralph Kruger is playing like four yes. flight minutes. Yes. So yeah, it helps to get ice time. We talked about that, didn't we? Where Je- yeah, we said like Jeff almost Skinner. a year ago. Yeah, yeah Jeff Skinner I mean... has to play if you want him to play good. So, uh, I, th- um, I think coaches should listen to us more often. Exactly. We're, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're smarter, obviously. Obviously. Um, For some my... coaches, that's not hard to do, though. <laughs> my first player um, is Nazim Kadri. And, I mean, first of all, this guy's going to be in the U.S. base, so he's going to get, like, $9 million somewhere. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if fucking Seattle gives him $9 million and he sucks next year. But, um, I mean, Kadri, Kadri has 51 points in 35 games this season. His career high is 61. He's 10 points away from tying his career high, and there's still over half a season left for the Avs. Right now, he's on pace for 119 points in an 82-game schedule. That's insane. That's... Those are franchise level player numbers. I mean, I mean, obviously, is Kadri an elite first line center? No, he's a very good second line center. He's a low end first line center. But I mean, I no one expected this from Nazim Kadri, especially. Nope. I mean, you can make an argument. Yeah, it's the Avalanche, but like he's not playing with McKinnon. He's not playing with Lance Granton. He's carrying his own line, and most of his points have been even strength, and that's huge. Um, you know, if he keeps this up, I don't see him seeing up the abs unless he takes a discount, but it's it's surprising to me and good for Nazim Kadri. I mean, he's always been, you know, one of those players that's been talked about legal wide because of his playoff suspensions and stuff. But I mean, the most underrated part about Kadri is, is his offensive game and he's showing it this season. Yeah, and Nazim Kadri is a special is a player that holds a special place in my heart. He uh he is one of my favorites. I got to watch him for a really long time, and uh, we were waiting for this kind of breakout because he knew he always had that kind of skill. Like, uh, even when the Leafs sucked, um, <laughs> he made these plays once in a while, and he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be special in the future. And it just never really came with the Leafs. Like, he was good, but he was never really amazing like he was this season. But uh, I, it's great to see that someone like him is breaking out because um, – I know he's a bit of a jerk, but he's also like on the ice. But off the ice, he's a special dude, and um, yeah, I think uh, people like that they deserve to do well. And I'm glad to see that it's happening for him. Holds a special place in my heart too because he's from London. London. Yeah, London. Yeah, Knights, London. Of course. Oh um, my something, God. I find, something I find really interesting as well about Kadri though is that he has 38 penalty minutes as well. He's got more penalty minutes than he has games played, which means <laughs> he's taking penalties, but he's also. Like he's making the most of his offensive opportunities, and you can see it yeah. on the score sheet. Like I think it's really cool uh, to see that. And so I think he might be heading into free agency. He's probably gonna be one of the more valuable oh, players out there. So hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see. So I think it's good he's, for he, him. He, go, go ahead. He's. I, I was just gonna say he's gonna get overpaid. He's not gonna replicate the success. But I mean, if there's a rebuilding team that wants to play him as their first line center, um, I mean, they're gonna chuck money at him for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And 
it's good. Like Nick mentioned, that he still has that uh, feistiness to his game, and uh, that was one of the things that made him special. And it's good that he's able to add to his offense and still be pretty good defensively. Um, and um, also, uh, what's it called? And also be like just a jerk, which is something you a need. Pest. Yeah, a pest, a pest. Yeah, a pest. That's yeah. you do need players like that on your team. So yeah, it's good to see that he's breaking out. Okay, who's next? Nick. Uh, I guess I am, but I already said my first player. I said I had Kadri. Okay. Oh, well, there you Okay, yeah. so back to Coral, his second player. My second player is, um. oh, I said my second player. It's Skinner. So, Kerfoot. Uh, Kerfoot, um, I guess Dubis know the, this. He knew this whole time. I don't know how, but Kerfoot was due for a breakout, and they got him in the trade for Kadri. Uh, so, obviously, he's been overshadowed by the fact that Kadri is just a lot better. Uh, but... He wasn't the main piece of that trade. It was supposed to be Barry, but we knew how that happened. We know what happened. We know what happened there. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's Kerfoot. He's been spending most of his time for the past few seasons on the third line of the Leafs, and he just he's been okay. And okay, really isn't good enough for someone who's being paid three point five million dollars. You have to be in the top six on a team like the Leafs, who are cap strapped. You need to be playing at a top six level if you're going to get paid that much. So going into the season, it was like, okay, Kerfoot's gone this offseason. We have to sign Campbell. We have to sign um, uh, Lilligren. We have to sign uh, Sandine. He can't stick around. But now he's making a really good case that he should – He's. I think he solidified himself on that second line spot beside uh, Tavares and Nylander. Um, he's been really good. He's uh, – like I mentioned – you need someone that's a bit of a pest, and he is. He's a he's tiny. He's a midget. Yeah, he's like five ten. Yeah, he's a midget, he's but tiny. like he, um, he's got a motor mouth, I think, and he annoys a lot of players. Um, and I think uh, on a line where you have two guys as skilled and as Nylander and Tavares, it's good to have someone that uh, can get into those corners and get them the puck, like the way Mun- Michael Bunting did on the first line, or uh, Zach Hyman still does. Uh, uh, on the Oilers, so I think Kerfoot he's he's found his spot on the second line left wing, and uh, he's ran with it, and I'm glad to see that he's um uh he's found his he's found what he wants uh what he should be, yeah he's found his level that's what I'm trying to say. All right, uh, Rossi, second player. My second player is uh, once again a Buffalo Saber. It is Tage Thompson. Um. I know I've always been high on him, uh, but I know a lot of people haven't really been. But this year, he's done very well. I think he's got um, 28 points in 38 games. So he's doing pretty good. 14 goals, 14 assists. You're close. It was 25 and 37, but yeah. No, no, because you're, <laughs> oh, wait, you're wrong. Because, yeah, they played today, and he got... I ju- oh. Okay. Oh, sorry. Cap friendly did not update that. Never mind. You're yeah, right. No, Cap you're friendly. Right. Yeah. Apologies. Well, yeah. Uh, he's got, as I said, 28 points in 38 games played. It's weird because he's at because last year in 38 games played he had 14, so he's exactly doubled that. Yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah. that's good. Really good. Also, I also like that you said you're a high on him because he's you know six foot six. But... Wow. <laughs> okay. He's, <laughs> he's almost know... a foot taller than me. There. Here's the thing, like, this is a guy that people were calling a bust, you know? He was the main piece in that Ryan O'Reilly trade. Um, I've been sticking with him this whole time. I have never wavered on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And yeah, good for him for taking that next step. Like, this is what Buffalo needs, you know. After the whole Eichel fiasco, they need something positive. And, you know, Peyton Krebs got his first two goals today. Tage Thompson's looking good. Skinner's rebounding. Darlene looks, is looking good, too. Darlene looks good. Like, Buffalo needs Jack this. Jack Quinn got his first goal, too. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he's still overrated, but yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too, go. but yeah, he did. Well, Jack Quinn's injured now, so. UPL, before he got injured, looks fantastic. Like, there's a lot of things to look. Like, even Alex Tuck, he's pointing for a game. You know, just. He's a really good player, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really good player. Uh, but Isn't he's... Tuck, like, above point per game by, like, a few points? I think so. He's been great there. Yep. Well, is that all you have to say? Because he's a great player. Um, I, I think uh, I he people were calling him a bust. I wasn't on that train at that at this point, and I think I was waiting because he wasn't yeah. exactly put in a great situation. And so far, like he showed this season, he just needed the chance, and he's gotten it. And he's a pretty solid two way player. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that Rossi's definitely right. I think he's. Uh, it's surprising that he's done this. Um like been this good but i think we were all kind of expecting that he would be there at some point yeah i agree i think uh, what's funny is he's taken almost like 200 shots already wow uh-huh. really that's good I, it's you like need, you, need, you need shooters on that on the team it's like he's taken like 120 or something if i remember correctly Two, that's not almost 200 bro i mean technically it that's, is that's no it's not, not really at the 80 away you're barely halfway there <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right, math. Rossi. Math. I almost scored. Okay, whatever. Uh, my third, the second player, and this is one I talked about in the on the Mike uh, Russell podcast. And that's Ryan Hartman. Um, by the way, first of all, he's Damn. he's only getting paid one point seven mil for the next two three years, so it's a steal contract. Mm-hmm. And at and he's right in his prime. He's twenty seven years old. And this season, um, he's already smashed a career high. His career high. Coming into the season was 31 points, which is his rookie year in Chicago in 2016. He has 32 points in 36 games. I don't know what he took. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Are you but, accusing oh, him of taking steroids? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- I don't think steroids would really help you in hockey except for fighting and just being strong. Being strong helps you in hockey, bro. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's not been like Hartman's main thing this year. Okay, whatever. Go ahead, Shay. Sorry. He has 32 points in 36 games. Like, I didn't expect this at all. In, even last year when Minnesota broke out, he had 22 and 51. So, I mean, this is shocking to everybody. Um, by the way, for Rossi, he's a Preds legend. Don't forget about that. <laughs> and, like, Thanks, I mean, I, I'm shocked. Like, I didn't expect this at all from Ryan Hartman. I thought he was a decent third-line checker. But, no, he's showing that he has a lot of skill. He, he's showing he can play in the top six. And that's a great contract for Minnesota because if this was uh if this was his UFA year, he'd be asking for a lot. And uh just yeah, it's really shocking that he's producing this clone. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Cool. Uh my second player is Chandler Stevenson. I also um, have him. All right. His uh his career high coming into this year was only thirty five points, and that was set last year. Uh, he's already got 38, and he's played 40 games. He's almost a point-per-game pace, and he was a point-per-game pace early on in the year. But uh, he's always kind of scored, like been a scorer, especially in junior. He scored 89 points with Regina. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, with Washington – what's that? Sorry. Where do Vegas find these guys, man? Yeah. Like, really, know, really, know, where man. did he find them? Seriously, <laughs> Like, he yeah. gets – like, the, when he gets – like, 
during the time when he got traded, he had four points in 24 games for the Capitals. Gets traded yep. to Vegas, he gets 22 and 41. Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, I where don't did know, he man. find these gens? I don't Just know. Just remember like, the the first mastermind for Vegas was the same guy who traded Philip Forsberg to the Nashville Predators for yeah. Michael Latta and Martin Erat. So yeah. I think that's I think that's been the most surprising thing about Vegas than anything is just George McPhee. Well, I mean, well, isn't he gone it's, now? It's McCrimmon right now. It's McCrimmon oh, right now. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It is McCrimmon. Yeah, McPhee yeah. was only there for like a year. Oh, he's like, wow. yeah, we made the cup finals. I'll dip now. I thought he was, he was like, there. Well, he was like, I don't want to be around come I, draft time again. I, but wasn't wasn't McCrimmon there when? Uh, yeah, when, he was when, there. Like, wasn't he like the assistant GM? Okay, well then I was partially right. But yeah, like, anyways, it's yeah. He was only and he's only twenty seven. He's still young. Yep, and he's making two point seven million until twenty three, twenty four. So oh he's still got a few God, years to go there. So what a contract that is! Uh, and again, in Washington, like he kind of didn't really notice him too much. He was more of a depth player. He was part of that Washington Capitals team that won the cup. Ironic, twenty eighteen against yeah, ironic against Vegas. Um, I'll be interested to see what he does in the playoffs this year as well, uh, especially if Eichel comes back. If he's going to be bumped down, if, he, if he's still going to keep his spot, kind of in the top six there. I because I think he, he deserves it. I so. think you keep him on the line he's on if he's getting that many points, like you. Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, honestly, I think you bumped down William Carlson. I mean, yeah. William Carlson has been kind of overrated since he got, what, 44 goals? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't really been the same since. Like, I mean, but Vegas has so many options. They can really do it. They can put it's Carlson true. on the wing. Hell, you can, you can put Stevenson on the wing. Like, you can do anything with that team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that team's loaded, man. It's mm. crazy. Okay. Does that mean it? Yep. Yeah. Your fourth right. player, I think. Yeah. The this is my last one, uh, because apparently everyone was taking the same ones as me. And I have <laughs> Troy Terry. Uh and Troy Terry is I mean, he's always been decent, right? I don't remember him ever he's being decent. I never I've never rem- remembered him being like horrible. But he was decent against Canada in twenty seventeen. That's a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but his Expect uh, like the amount of goals that he's scoring now. Cause I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, the amount of goals that he's scoring now. He has 22 goals uh, compared to uh, previous seasons. Uh, let me just pull that up. I don't know why I didn't do that before. Yeah, I've got all this pulled up right now. And so do she, I. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like cat friendly. And it's just like, why would you go yeah. to the place that tracks fucking contracts for cat? I'm on elite prospects on there. I've, I've always used elite prospects. I feel like it's amazing. You just had so much stuff. At I know it. It's insane. I, I found myself on there for one of the tournaments. I think they took it off though. I don't know why, but anyways, hmm. uh, seven goals last year, four goals a year before, and he already has 22 in um in. 38 games, which is like 10 less than his uh, than he had last year. He's almost double the same amount of points in 10 less games. It's insane how much of a step up he's taken. Anaheim yeah. in general has been pretty decent. Like they've been they've been falling off lately the, yeah. the, that past month, but yeah, like they're they got off to a great start. And I think Troy Terry's definitely been a big big part of that. And he is still uh fairly young. He's only 24. Um, and I think it's about time that he's broken out because I think we've all known he's had a fair amount of potential. Yeah. Uh, but it was getting to the to the point where you you could start to think that oh man he's plateaued he can't get any better than this he's been doing the same thing for the last four seasons I think yeah four seasons yeah. pretty much so uh, I think I think now it's his point where he just has to keep on running with what he has right now because he's doing really really good and. 
uh, yeah, it's definitely a big surprise that he was able to make such a big jump up this season. Yeah, not only is Terry scoring a bunch of goals, but he's scoring a lot of highlight reel goals, too. Mm-hmm. He's been so electric. Like, him yeah. and Zegers are actually so fun to watch in Anaheim. Like, it's pretty exciting to see, especially with Anaheim, because they obviously, with, with Getzlaff and per- Perry's gone now, but with Getzlaff going, and then here's your here's your new duo here with, with Zegers and, and Terry. It's been a lot of fun uh, to yeah. watch. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think I don't know. I heard this somewhere, but Anaheim is must-watch hockey. They play a fun game. Yeah. I used to watch the Oilers for fun. Oh uh, yeah, Gibson too. He's amazing. Obviously, uh, yeah. I used to watch the Oilers for fun, but obviously that's not that much fun now. Sorry, Shay. Um, I mean it's fun if you hate today, the Oilers. Today, today is the day. <laughs> trust me. Today is the day where Tippett gets fired. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for it. I'm praying for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Nostra- local Nostradamus, me. <laughs> this is gonna be the this is gonna be the first game in what 13, 14 games that the Oilers win under Tippett. Oh my god! Just to spite the fact that just so that he doesn't get fired, they're just gonna win. Oh my god! <laughs> you no, know, we'll talk about I'll talk about the Oilers next oil spill whenever that is. But yes, um, next oil spill is just called stop. <laughs> yeah. Next oil spill is called finally when the deed is done. Unless um, it's not. <laughs> unless it's not, yeah. Um, all right, next player, uh, Rossi. Um, I have uh, Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Um, so I've gone on record saying that I thought he was done, especially after all those injuries, and he was it, it, he was just kind of going down and down and down, and I was expecting you know him to just keep going down this year, and but. He didn't. He he's been very good. I think he's got a nine fourteen save percentage. Yeah. He's got eleven wins, ten losses, which doesn't really matter for a goaltender. But he's he's been very good this season. He's actually he's basically won the starting job back against Peterson, Peterson. which yeah. You which, know what's weird? Because uh, Peterson has a massive extension kick in the next year. That's scary. yeah. Yeah, I've talked. Yeah, I've talked about this with with obviously my dad and sister because they're Kings fans, and and I said even though, and I and I've said and they've agreed with me that even though Jonathan Quick has been phenomenal this season, you still have to at least have Peterson as a tandem because you need him to play so that he can keep growing, because you signed him to that massive extension, and well, if you just keep Quick in the starting role, still he's just gonna flounder. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Quick is 36, so he's up there, and uh, at, at some point, he's just going to have to leave. And the Kings are a young team, and I think Peterson is obviously their guy for the future. I mean, he has to be, because... He has to be. You send him for five mil. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Quick, I think it's good that he's been playing good, because him playing good takes a bit of pressure off Peterson right now, because he's obviously not a starter at this point. Uh, actually, I don't know. Is he? I, I, I don't know. I'd say like a tandem. tandem. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have the starting or tandem job right now. If that's what you mean. Yeah. So at this point, right now, I think that it's good that pr- there's pressure taken off of him because a young goalie who's only twenty. Uh, he's kind of young. I mean, I'm not. I'm saying young, but he's only. He's only twenty. He's twenty-seven, so he's kind of up there. But um, he's younger than Quick, obviously. So yeah. he's has been playing that many seasons. Uh, like consistently playing that many seasons so i think it's good that quick has been able to step up a bit uh so that he can take a bit of pressure off of him let him 
take his time to get where to where he needs to be because he definitely needs to get up to a starting role in a couple. Oh wait, next season, right? By next season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next player, my third player, is another Minnesota Wild. Um, and that's Marcus Foligno. I mean, this is a guy that's usually been a bomb six grand for his entire career. Um, before this season, his career high in points was uh, 25. And that was in the 60 games, 65 games played. And now, the last two years in Minnesota, um, last year, 2020-21, he had 26 points in 39 games. And he's continuing it through this season, too. He has 25 points in 36 games. And um, he's been he's been playing on a line with a line with Ryan Hartman too. So, you know, it's it's interesting that both players are having career years, and they're both all my surprising players. Was because you know they're players that you don't expect you know to be leading you know the Minnesota lot while in scoring top three, top four. You know, Kevin Fiala has been you know as good as as good this season, and um. You know, Felino's obviously a huge part of that team. He's a key PKer. Um, he's an assistant captain, and you know, um, he's always—I feel like he's always been undershadowed by his bro- brother Nick. And I mean, it's—I mean, it—it it marks the show that he has a lot of skill. And um, you know, he's signed for another two years at three mil. I think if he can continue this 40, 50 point pace, that's that's a good contract. So um, yeah, that's that's my third player. Okay. Cool. My third player is a guy that's been kind of flying under the radar a little bit. I didn't really realize how good he was actually doing until like a few days ago. But that's uh, from the St. Louis Blues, Ivan Barbashev. Mm-hmm. Um, to put it into perspective, his career high coming in the season was 26 points. He's got 34 and 39 games already this year. Um, in like the last couple of years, he was kind of turning in the right direction. He was doing a little better points per game-wise. But he just kept getting injured and he just kept being out long-term. Uh, but this year reminds me a little bit of, uh, of of Dad Knob when he was on the Panthers. Like he was putting up some real good numbers, but like he wasn't like too too flashy. You know, he, he was just scoring all these goals from just picking up rebounds and you know just going to the net things like that. And, and Barbashev kind of does the same thing. And there was always something I liked about Barbashev on the Blues. Um, and he's still a younger guy as well. Like they have a lot of younger players. Like you said, Cairo already. Uh, they still have uh, Robert Thomas as well. Like they got a good young team there. And I think Barbashev is really. Uh, and he's 26 as well. He's only making two and a half million. So um, he's a, he's going to be a good player this uh, for the rest of this year for St. Louis, and he's going to be good for them next year, uh, I believe as well. So yeah, yeah, he's he's been flying really under the radar for me. And Barbashev, he's gotten looks on that top line with O'Reilly, and uh, he has. Uh, I, he did pretty well too. Obviously, his normal line mates are Tarasenko and Butchnevich, who aren't any pushovers just uh, themselves, but. Uh, I think they should definitely be. Yeah, sorry, is it Tarasenko? Yeah, Tarasenko yeah. and yeah, yeah, Rob. Uh, so I think uh, they should be giving a bit more opportunity. But I think where he is right now, he's doing really good anyway. So yeah, yeah. you can play him kind of wherever too. So it doesn't really matter. He's just gonna, if he's going to produce wherever he plays, that's just a bonus for for the Blues. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, it's, your, it's your turn. Who's my turn? You. Oh, I think I said all we said all of these players. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's my turn. Okay. So my oh, yeah. final player is okay. So while I'm talking about this, uh, in in post production, I want you to put an image that I'm about to send on Discord. Oh God. Put the oh, put this God. up because this is hilarious. Look at that font oh, for his God. name. You you can't read that. <laughs> why is this? Why is this headshot so weird? Like why is it? No. On? You're talking about the headshot. You can't even read his name. Okay. But the player we're talking about is is 
Carl Vilmeka. I butchered that on accident. On Vimelka. accident. Okay. Yeah, I was I was laughing at the fact that you can't even read his name on NHL's app. First off, Bill Melko has like three wins where he saves like forty six shots. Like this is yeah. insane. I personally hate this dude because of what he did to me. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's so good. Le- a bit of background about Carl Vamelka. He was drafted by the Nashville Predators. He never made it to their team or their AHL or literally any part of their organization. Wow, uh, kind of like they're stacked on goalies. <laughs> what makes you think that? It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like you know they had Pekarene and UC Soros for some reason. Ash off. <laughs> but this guy wasn't some, supposed to be and, good either. He was Ingram. in where was he playing in the Czechia league before? I think yeah, so. the Czechia so, league, and he was the worst goalie on his team. <laughs> yeah, so he he just shows up in Arizona and is just like, "Hey Fine, guys, I'll do it myself." <laughs> yeah, hey guys, yeah, want to see want to see me do a kickflip? And he just gets them their first point in a shootout loss, and he's just like, "Okay." And then he just starts winning games. I think he, he's got a 9-10 save percentage with a 3-10 goals against average. And you know what? The 9-10 save percentage, while it's eh. It, it's Arizona. It, it's Arizona. He He's just I, going I, God mode. I, Him and Wedgwood are carrying. Everybody. I remember this. It was like nine games in. His Like I like nine games in, and he had like a goals against average of 2.25 and a .972 save percentage. I was like, what the hell? Who is this dude? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it happens, like, with goalies, usually, uh, where this just guy, he comes out of nowhere. You don't even know that he exists, and he suddenly turns into an absolute oh, he's, beast. He's amazing. Yeah, goalies All I here. remember is when I first saw his name after he got that point, and, you know, he was everywhere, I was just like, why does this name sound so familiar to me? And then I look it up, and I was just like, oh, of course, it's a Nashville Predators draft pick. <laughs> Okay. Predators uh-huh. and having good goaltending, it, it's always a thing. It's always a thing. Uh, now my last player, speaking about Nashville, it's the $8 million man, Matthew Shane. Um, I'm shocked because he's on pace for a career season, which is weird. This is going to be his best season since 2013-2014. We had 70 points in 71 games. His highest since his highest point total since that season was fifty. No, sorry, was uh. Holy shit! He had seventy in 2018-19? I did not realize that. Never mind. So it's yeah, gonna be just... yeah. I totally forgot about the trade of Columbus because I would that that was just weird. He has fifty eight points in fifty games of auto. Holy shit! <laughs> you just didn't know. <laughs> okay, maybe it wasn't that surprising. That's surprising okay. to me. That's the biggest surprise of this video. But I mean. <laughs> I mean, last year, this guy was way under point, uh, half a point per game. He had 13 points in 34 games, so he sucked ass. Then I was like, okay, this he's not going to do anything special. You know, he should get bought out. He comes back this season, and now he's on pace for around 70 points, which I'm now realizing is his career high. Um, actually, no, he's on pace for 76, so it will be his career high. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's good for Nashville, too, because a lot of people were doubting them coming to the season. And I mean, they've just been as good as ever. I know they're a bit, they've been on a, a bit of a slump recently. But I mean, they, they still got top five goal in UC Soros. Their defense is as good as ever. Tanner Janot should be a top four, top three finals for the Calder. Tanner Janot for wow, Calder, baby. Wow. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> wow, bro. But it's good it. for Duchesne. It's just surprising because I expected Duchesne at max to get 50 points. And now he's on pace for well over 70. So uh, uh, good for him. Good on him. Yeah. He's, he's I not, would he's just like. Not, 
Still I would just like to email. point out and yes, that I Ross called, called it. it. Yes. I called it. I called him and Johansson. <laughs> Johan. Uh, Johan. He's been eh. Come on. I mean, don't for being a second liner who's. I mean, to be fair, well, he hasn't like a first been liner. great. Oh my god. <laughs> well, he hasn't been great. He's been very good. I mean, to be fair, he's on the second line with um, Conan and fake Preds fan. <laughs> okay, come on, let's, well, let's go. Lines have been oh, Conan and Tolvanen. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Lines have been changing Eli. so much this year. Okay, well, we should probably hurry up. We said we wanted to keep okay. this under half. Hey, by the way, I don't, I don't have the fifth player because that was um, that was Troy Terry. So I'm done with my players. Okay, so okay. next last so one. I have- I have four and five. So my fourth player is Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, yep. I think the last couple of years, they were just meh years. He wasn't that great, really. I, like, ever since he signed from, from Columbus, and he had some damn good years in Columbus, man. Like, he was unbelievable. The playoffs last year were absolute dog shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was done after the last year for sure. They were so His bad. regular and season Spencer, last year was dog shit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Ever since he came to Florida, he's just been absolute crap. But this year... He's been really, really good. He's got a nine-two-five save percentage. He's nineteen and three. Like, and we, this is a, we thought that Spencer Knight was going to be the future because he played so well in the playoffs uh, last year, if you remember. So I thought for sure he'd be the starting goaltender heading into this year. But nope, they gave it to Sergey Bubtitsky, and he's playing amazing. So he's yeah. he sucked all the he sucked all Knight, Spencer Knight's talent from him like a say, rot yeah, vampire. Yeah, because Knight's been garbage. Yeah. He's just back from the AHL because he got sent down for being terrible. Knight was so garbage that they had to pick up Jonas Johansson. That's how bad it was. That's how bad it is. Jonas Johansson is good against the Leafs. Okay, but a a Zamboni driver is good against you. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not fair. Anyways, last one, Nick. I think I'm the last one. And then uh, my last player is the rookie from the Detroit Red Wings. It's Moritz Sider. I guess they have a couple rookies, but... Um, I remember when he was drafted because he was drafted six overall, and everybody laughed. I laughed a lot. Of, I think a lot of uh, a lot of us laughed as well. And um, yeah, and I remember Detroit fans being like, "Yeah, trust the eyes are playing." And everyone just like, "Yeah, you suck." But no, they actually he's actually been amazing so far this year. Like just some of the plays he does as well. Like he's so confident in, in his own end. He's so confident when he, when he's in the blue line. He can really run a power play already. He's still very very young. Um, he's got twenty six points in forty one games this year. Uh, he's definitely going to be a Calder candidate along with uh, Lucas Raymond. I think they've just both been amazing in yeah. Detroit this year. Um, and there's like even the clips you see aside as well, like the one of him skating through basically everybody, like that that was pretty funny. Except they called him Suter or whoever called who called him Suter was it uh, Leah Hextall? Leah Hextall. Oh my god! Wait, wait, wait. Am I just am I just like an idiot savant with hockey somehow? Because why. when si- when Cider was drafted, I was like, "Man, this is a steal for Detroit," and everybody was making fun of him. I know, apparently. I think it was gonna really be good. It was just I thought he was good. He just he wasn't team. six overall good. Like uh, I don't think really I thought, anyone. Felt I thought the he same was way. six overall good. Either, I was like, like, okay, man, well, like if steal. we're going back, I know we're going off topic. But if you're going back to that draft, both Broberg and Cider, everyone knew they have a lot of upside, but those are guys you take mid to late round, which is surprising. And I'm just surprised both Detroit and Edmonton kind of reach at that point. It's paid off for Detroit. We'll see how Broberg does next season, but yeah. He's not playing next season. Oh, Ew. God, Rossi. You're getting good Branson. <laughs> what do you mean? He's elite, man. He's been on eight teams. I love, love that guy. Yeah, third overall. That's why you're going to get nice him. Winner for sure next oh, year. by the way, did you for know sure. Edgar Branson gets paid $2 million? 
Did you what? <laughs> what? Yeah, he's getting paid two mil. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Do you guys remember when he was a predator? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You're wait, a wait, wait, what? No, I remember you're crying during the the, 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 the trade deadline stream when it happened, and like you're like, no, that's not happening. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was just because I was just like, why the hell would we trade for a defenseman? And then you see that it's Eric Goodbranson too. Like, and I was just like, and then after I was just like, well, who'd we give up? Then I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's anyway, Eric Goodbranson. You know what? Anyways, um, hockey night Canada story right now. Uh, we should probably end this. Yeah, I'm starving. Yeah, remember, bro. remember okay. when okay. you guys were like, let's make this quick, and then fucking you guys went on about. Okay, Ross, you're making like it louder. You're weeks. making it longer. You're making it longer. You're, you're the one that brought up Gabranson. Okay, Gabranson's good. <laughs> All right, though. thanks guys oh, for Kadri. watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. I will, <laughs> no, no.